Hey peeps, this is the Scary Movie Project, the podcast where we talk about scary movies, share our perspectives as filmmakers, and our spoilery spoilers roll in against the wind. I'm Tara. Hola, mi amo Matt. Como esta? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought this was a Spanish broadcast. <laughs> My no, apologies. I can't speak Spanish, so it's a good thing it's not. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, um, well, we'll get you to learn Spanish, and we'll do an all-Spanish broadcast one of these evenings. Hey, maybe French. I took French. <sighs> I could probably I do I can't some. really speak that either, though. I can say some small <laughs> things in French, but I would need a little more help with that. Yeah. But anyway, um, <laughs> I, I did want to mention, bolt your doors, lock your windows. There's something in the fog in the 19... 19- 80, which is a great, great year, by the way, um, filmed by one of my personal favorites. I think everyone knows John Carpenter. Love the fog. I think it's an awesome. I, I actually love this movie. This is a great movie. Um, keep in mind, this is the 1980 fog. This is not the 2000 remake, right, 2005 right. remake fog. We can touch on briefly because that's all I want to do is touch on it briefly, really. So Right. Very briefly. Yeah. Um, so as you mentioned, this this was directed by John Carpenter. That's my dude. Um, who directed the greatest scary movie of all time, Halloween. Yeah. So uh, he uh. also shot the movie in anamorphic widescreen Panavision because so it was like low budget, but he didn't want it to feel like low budget. So that's that's his whole thing. Like that's what he does to make these things look grander. Halloween is the same thing. That's and that's yeah. such a simple thing to do. The two, three, five, one. It's very simple. And it mm-hmm. makes it look Amazing. So yeah, um, kudos really to him helps. for always doing that stuff. Yeah. So he also wrote it with his co-producer, Deborah Hill. Love Deborah Hill. Um, and they said, apparently he was inspired by the British film The Crawling Eye from 1958, which now we're going to have to watch at some point because it and deals I, with monsters who are like, hiding in the clouds. Sounds good to me. And I think also some story about a shipwreck in Rhode Island or something maybe too. Well, awesome. no, there's, we'll, we'll get to that. And I will um, note that I know you're usually full of all kinds of great trivia. I have a ton of good trivia awesome. for tonight because it's John Carpenter and it, a lot of Halloween tie-ins I'll just give you a quick tease of. It's going to be a trivia-heavy night tonight, you guys. I mean, I don't um, know if it's heavy. Or today a, or this morning or this afternoon, whenever you're listening. I just have some cool stuff because it relates to my other favorite movie anyway so yeah so they were they were also inspired though by a trip they took to stonehenge when Mm. and it was like covered in fog when they visited i did hear this oh yeah yeah. okay that's awesome so i have yet to go to stonehenge but i'm hoping soon yeah i would love to go i went to london for my uh honeymoon but mm. we didn't really get out of the city because there was just so much to see in the city that yeah, yeah. we just never made it outside the city yet. So see, someday I'd thing. like to go. There's like if I when we go to England, I, there's a, most of the stuff I want to do actually is in Western England, like in Cornwall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to go do stuff out that way actually. But anyway, I mean, I really want to go to Ireland. That's my big yeah, one. Me too. Now, but but so I would about, love to go to Stonehenge too. I also would like to take um, go see all the places where they shot uh, American Werewolf in London. Oh, yeah, amazing. that'd be cool. I that'd be that. fun. Definitely. How about, how about going to celebrate Halloween at a town called Derry in Ireland, which is like they say one of the birthplaces for <sighs> Halloween? Huh? Derry. Uh, have you? Okay. Well, yeah. I won't get off on top of topic on this too much because it's not a horror movie, but there is a TV show called Derry Girls, and it is never heard of it. Freaking hilarious. Okay. Wow. It is wow, so funny. It's so All good. Right. Um, anyways, I th- is For it another... on Netflix or Amazon Prime? Something, one of those two. Okay. So we open on a quote. Is all that we see or seem but a dream within a dream? Edgar Allan Poe. Ed. All <laughs> Ed. My man. Yeah, good quote. All <laughs> Ed. Um, and then late at night around a campfire, an old ship captain. Yes. He's John got his pocket Houseman, watch and he closes right? it. John Houseman, yeah. Yes. Um, and he tells this story to self, several children that a ship was coming into land when suddenly a fog rolled in and they saw a fire burning on the shore. So they steered towards it, but it was just a campfire, um, not like, not a um, lighthouse or a light a fire lit for them. Mm-hmm. And so because it was just a campfire, they crashed on the rocks and sunk. 
And when the fog returns, the men will rise up again and search to, for the campfire that yeah. led them to their death. But he tells so, it spookier than I did. Oh, so that um, that is that. I mean, you know, you always want to start something with you know a big bang or some way to get you in. He that scene is great. So this so get this. Yeah, that scene wasn't originally in the movie. Yeah, I think I've heard that they they ended up redoing that last minute to add something for the beginning. The I think, rough right? cut was only eighty well, minutes, so this scene and some others were added to make the movie longer. Good decision. Um, yeah, it's yeah, a good that opening. Is that's one of those scenes like you can kind of dissect it and you want to watch it over because you know I'm assuming. Well, I can't say for sure. I didn't see it. How much of that was really shot at a campfire light? How much was actually lit? Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see how they shot that. Because that was really that's what interests me, of course. Very atmospheric. Um, oh, it's spooky. He's great. And then when it's done, there's that great um kind of rising shot where the camera comes up and it comes over the land and you mm-hmm, see the mm-hmm, beach mm-hmm. and the wind is rustling behind you. It's this really super amazingly atmospheric sp- and then the, then the credits come in. John yep. Carpenter's with that font, which, by the way, I use that font for my logo, uh, my business because it's the greatest font ever. Um, John Carpenter's The Fog. Yeah. And right there, you're like, ooh, this is, like, scary. I'm really excited to watch this. Yes. Yeah. So it's a, it's a very good opening. Oh, it's um, fabulous. And then we go to Stevie Wayne, played by Adrian Barbeau. Adrian Barbeau, who was married She's... to him at the time. Wasn't she married to John Carpenter? I'm yeah. not sure. I'm I know that. Well, I was it's it was her first film role and she'd only been in TV shows until this point. So I think she was married. I think they were married at the time. Maybe so. That would make sense for it to be like her first film role and like him to give it to her Here, for that. Stevie, Stevie Wayne. So anyways, on. we don't what, see her yet. Name, She's on the, the radio. The, what's the name of this? Oh, K, um K, K Oh geez, why didn't I write it down? I know. I I should know this. I've seen the movie enough times, but I don't know. She's like, yeah, Stevie Wayne. Yeah. It's 1156 on. (laughs) Yeah. On April 21st. Right. Happy birthday. The Centennial is coming up soon. I want to live there. Yeah, so you want to live there? I would like to. We can talk about that later. Yeah. Well, so, okay. So she's on the radio as a man is working in a church, um, the town church. And And who is this man? This man is (laughs) Bennett. Played by John Carpenter. What an actor, by the way. Whatever. But yeah. And yeah, I mean, he's in like, he's got like two lines. I, I, so, I have to assume that's written and then they realized maybe, oh crap, we actually have no one to play this. All right, I'll do it. You know, it's kind of like one of those things. Or just that, I don't know, isn't he in his movies usually? Or is he not one of those directors that usually tries to be in a little tiny part? I don't in his believe movie? so. I know. Ah, so maybe they what? Maybe they lost someone last minute. I don't believe. I, I I can't remember him, and I know he's not in Halloween. His cigarette smoke is in Halloween. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. He's in it. Maybe so. they had an actor for it, and that actor had to back out or something. Could be. Yeah. And he anyway. just stepped in. But yeah, so he he goes to tell Father Malone, played by Hal Halbrook, that he's finished. <gasps> so one of my favorite movies of all time is Wall Street. Okay. And Hal Holbrook is in, is in Wall Street. He's awesome. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Great actor. Wall Street is freaking an amazing movie. Well, this role was originally offered to Sir Christopher Lee. Is that right? Yeah, but he ended up not being available. So I could have seen that, though. Okay, that would work. I could see that, too, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, but so it ended up being all Hal. Hal. Um, and uh, Bennett leaves, and Father Malone goes out to the chapel to call after him for something, but a stone on the wall breaks, and it reveals a leather-bound book, the yes. Journal of Father Patrick Malone hmm. from 1880. <laughs> hmm. um, and its last page, he's like flips through it, and its last page says, April 30, Midnight to one belongs to the dead. God help us all. The witching hour. Although well, there is some debate on that, but that's not. I I've always heard the witching hour is three a.m. But yeah, that's I know it's it's super super late. But but a lot of people say mid think it's midnight. I think it, that's for conversation for another day, as they say. Yeah, that's that's a whole other whole other can of worms there. Um. So we hear the radio again, and uh, and then Stevie we Wayne. see like a cut of a few things happening around town. The sheriff is working in his office, and then somewhere else in town, like outdoors there's a bank of pay phones remember pay phones yeah, and they sure all do. start ringing at once 
the gas station, um, the gas starts pumping. And then, the, yeah, the, there's the a man in the grocery store, up. and the bottles in the fridge all start rattling. Right. And, um, and yeah, the gas station, the pump handle flies out of the pump, and it starts dumping gas on the ground, and the car gets lifted on the hydraulic lift. And I love this. Someone found out that the sale for the gasoline that spills out is $4.34 for 8.3 gallons. Which buy makes a gallon and gas, a half now. which makes gas about fifty two cents per gallon. Yeah, well, I mean, come on, this is forty uh, years ago. I mean, yeah, I know. You know. Just Make, uh, the dream, you know, you right? The dream, okay, not really, because at the time, well, yeah, it's the dream now. But at the time, there were probably a million people saying, "God, gas is expensive." That's true. That so is true. <laughs> it's all relative, you know. Yeah, that's anyway, totally true. No, I know. I know what you mean. Um, and then all the cars in the parking lot like blare their horns at once. And this young woman is like watching um, – is in her living room or something and the TV turns on and her chair moves by itself. So all this stuff happens. And then we hear Stevie talking on the radio again and saying it's um, not six minutes after 12. Um, and uh, – Here's another thing I found out about Adrienne Barbeau in this role. So she took inspiration from a 1960s radio DJ, Allison Steele. Okay. Who was called the Nightbird. The Nightbird. All right. I had never heard of this person. Okay. Interesting. The Nightbird. Nightbird. Um, I don't know anything else about her, but I like that name. That's cool. I think that's cool. And it's cool that she was a DJ in the 60s because I feel like there probably weren't a lot of women DJs on the radio in the 60s. Oh, that's a good question. Maybe. Probably yeah. not as many as there are now. Um, and then also, every time we hear music on the radio station, it's like older jazz, right? That's because it was cheaper than getting the rights to rock songs, to I'm like sure. more more popular, more current music. So uh, that's why they made it a jazz station. Okay. So then we see um, a man picking up uh, Elizabeth Solly, Jamie Lee Curtis. She's hitchhiking. J JLC and Tom mm -hmm. Atkins. Tom Atkins picking her up. Yeah, Tom Halloween, Atkins picking her up. He of Halloween three fame. <laughs> uh, yeah, and and um, so they're talking. They start talking, and his window gets busted, and glass sprays everywhere. Um, and then Stevie says, it's 12 minutes after midnight. It's April 21st, and the town's 100th anniversary is tomorrow. Happy and, birthday, uh, Antonio Bay. Happy birthday, Antonio Bay, yes. And now, you know, we're seeing Stevie now, and Dan O'Bannon, who's the meteorologist, calls Stevie, and he tells her there's a trawler, kind of, kind of boat, um, called the Seagrass, out a few miles from shore, and there's a fog bank moving towards it. Now... I, I don't know if you know this one. Dan O'Bannon, do you know who he's named after? Yes, yeah, so this is part, you go ahead and tell everybody, this is part of the trivia stuff that um, is He's is named a, after John movie. Carpenter's Dark Star co-writer. Okay, that I didn't know, but I know that I'm sure it involves that somehow. So There's, yeah, there's I, a few where he names people after people that he's worked with. So I think, okay, so that is, um, um, what did he, what was the name of his, um, in Halloween, some the lawyer- uh, was that Sam Loomis then? Was that where the character? No, that came no, from. No, Loomis is the doctor. No, no, no. Yeah. Loomis is the is the doctor. That, in right, Halloween. but the name came from uh, um, Sam Loomis is from uh, Psycho. But what oh, was right, some, right. What was the movie where they named a character after a lawyer? Now I can't remember that. I'm blind. Anyway, anyway, so that that's part. Okay, so any of what we're gonna go through a trivia list at the end. I don't see the. That's kind of dumb. I'm just gonna mention all this stuff as I go. Basically, yeah. Mention anything as we so, go. So look, so you mentioned there's a woman in her house. At midnight, and her furniture is moving. Well, who is that? Do you know who that actress is? No. That's Nancy Loomis. She played Annie in Halloween. Okay, oh, that's so Nancy Loomis. That's okay. Nancy Loomis. Okay. Jamie Lee Curtis obviously is in this. Mm -hmm. Tom Atkins is in this. Mm -hmm. He was in what? They Live, and he was in Halloween 3, and he's in a couple right. of, of Carpenter films. His character in The Fog, his name is Nick Castle. Okay? Nick mm -hmm. Castle is a friend of Carpenter's who's an actor, he's a writer. He played Michael Myers in Halloween. Oh, geez. Okay. So if, if you know Carpenter and you know Halloween, you know all these. These things are, are just kind of funny when you're watching the movie because you're like, what? Wait a minute, this is silly. So 
up to here, that's about, uh, yeah, they got the list of where we are at this point. Where we are at this point, yeah. And so, so Nick yeah, keep, is who picked who picked up Elizabeth yeah, on the yeah. side of the Nick road. Nick Castle, that is who um, played. I, I met Nick Castle, he signed, my, he signed my Halloween poster years ago. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so then we see the men on the trawler, on the seagrass, they're talking about, they're listening to, um, to Stevie, Stevie as Getting well. Drunk. And getting drunk, and they yeah. talk about wanting to meet her, and then the captain is like, "Well, there's no fog bank until there is," and then until he's like, "Whoa, is. wait, yes, there is." <laughs> That's a pretty serious fog bank that shows up too. It's it's <laughs> major fog, and then he says, "There's Kinda a bright scary. light in the midst of the fog," and their mm. generator goes out, and mm-hmm. this old ship slowly passes them in the fog. It's kind of like the uh, what's the what's the phantom, the famous phantom ship. The Mary Celeste is that what right? Is that what the? Oh the about? oh no, that's not a phantom. You're. What's the phantom ship? What's the? the fa- like, I can't. The think. sailors claim they've seen over thousands of years. That I don't remember. Anyway, whatever. I'm sorry. Um. So then there are men all of a sudden with huge hooks in their hands on the deck with them. Scary. And they gut the men on the the two men on the deck and leave them for dead. And then one goes after the guy below decks and kills him. Yep. And Stevie's still broadcasting from the lighthouse, and, and Dan you know calls back in. Oh, yeah. I, I love when how they 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 shoot a lot of these with um with the old sailors or whatever these you know these guys are. It's really cool because the shots are good. Like it's a perspective of your characters in your foreground, and mm-hmm. I love how you know then one of the spooky dudes comes out of the background. He comes in and he opens the door. Yes, and he's yes. very silent, and it's always shot with that framing done really well, so you get to see everything. Um. Well, and they're it's so, just, and the well fog adds so much yeah. to it because it's you barely really can well. see their outlines. Yeah. Carpenters, like, like he's, they're lit he's the from man. behind, so they're just outlines mm-hmm. in the bright fog. Yeah. He's, he, it's, it's just so well done. Yeah, it's really well done. Um, so Stevie's still broadcasting from the lighthouse, and Dan calls back and tells her the fog is moving west now. Okay, now. But she says she's got an east blowing wind and says, What kind of fog blows against the wind? All right, so Dan O'Ban, the weather guy, you're the one that you're right. saying it's calling. Who is that actor? Oh, geez. Um, I don't remember. Okay, that is Charles Cyphers. Okay. Who plays Sheriff Brackett in Halloween. Okay, okay. So, yeah, he brings a lot of people back, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's the one that, remember, Jamie Lee bumps into him. Oh, sorry, Mr. Brackett. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's okay, Lori. Everybody's entitled to one good scare in Halloween, right? Oh, jeez. So, yeah. Um, so sorry, yeah, it's, so, it's the greatest movie ever. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, yeah, we're, you're going to quote that more than you're going to quote this while we're talking about this. Mm, I'm probably done quoting it. <laughs> Maybe we'll see. Um. So yeah. So there. He. She's saying the fog was blowing against the wind, which is weird. And then I have another bit of tidbit, which is interestingly, California is known for something called tool fog. T u l e. I think that's how it's pronounced. Okay. Um. It's a thick ground fog that can be as low as like the ground like it, it's usually like that i think around be... 600 feet but it can be down to like 10 or Wouldn't 10 or zero feet off the ground to see ground fog like that well wait wait there's more it keeps the sun <laughs> oh, from getting through and it lowers the temperature there sometimes below freezing so here's the thing so i don't right? know if you'd actually want to see it because it would be really cold so there's a couple cool like weather's awesome. I mean, who doesn't like interested in weather? Like, like I love a good like winter storm, whatever. Um, and like I love visiting Oregon, and I love like in the morning in Portland. If you've been there, you have that marine layer every morning where it's mm-hmm. really cloudy and it's and it's kind of gray. And that weather from the Pacific finally pushes out by mid morning, and you get sun or whatever. But yeah, that's interesting, you know. And then you know, going up to mountains like in Mount Hood, if you're up there, you're up high enough where you're actually in clouds. Like clouds actually yeah. pass you by, and you can touch them. You are at, at, at elevation. And of course, this is—I mean, we can get to this later. But where her location is, this is a place. This is a real location. This isn't some, you know. Yeah, yeah, thing. yeah. I have it's, a bit about that too. Yeah. Right, so we'll wait to get to that, and we can talk about you know just weather in general up there. But that's a part of the country where you know, anytime you see a photo of like that Bay Area. Yep. You think of fog, right? Like right away. Oh, yeah. It's super yeah. cool. Um, I think it's cool. Yeah. it's No, I think fog is cool. It's, I don't know, it's creepy and. Well, that's, I mean, for me, of course, I love it. So you, you, yeah, you were, I love you were talking, it. It's, it's you were telling awesome. me earlier visiting London, right? 
I mean, it's in, it's pretty prevalent there most of the, mm-hmm. you know, as well too, right? So, although some of that's pollution. <laughs> well, yeah, you do have that. So, so there's that. Um, so we've now gone, we we cut very to meteor- meteorological. Yeah. Oh, did I say that right? Yeah. Meteorological. Very... Meteorological. Meteorological. Yes. So we cut to Elizabeth and Nick. They've just slept together. They're in bed. And she's and I love showing they don't even him know, her they don't art. even know each other's name either. It's great. Yeah, they're just like There's nothing they're very quickly like a team. <laughs> He's sitting there and they slept together. Just, what is your name? <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, but they're so awesome. like they're so comfortable with each other straight off the bat. Getting naked will do that. Let me tell you. Well, this this is true. <laughs> this is true. You become very close pretty quick. So she's showing him some of her art and like someone knocks at his door and we see fog through the glass and he goes like he's about to answer the door, but his grandfather clock strikes 1 a.m. And then Mm. the like glass on the face cracks. And when he looks back, nobody's there. So it's one now, which I guess it's too late um, for them to be there. And then we go to the next day and there's a little boy. He's fishing the ocean, and a gold coin watch coin watches. Woo, Great I can't shot. talk. A gold coin washes up on the shore. Great shot, real quick on that. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of laying there on the beach, and it's it's capturing yeah. him. Your 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 background, your distance is in focus, mm-hmm. but as he comes in, his foreground is in focus. But I can't tell where a rack focus or a focus pull was done. So I don't know if they just set focus point deep and set the back focus properly and let it go, or not. But that shot is like great, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure how they did that. I, I think but it's so, just a, I think it's just a tight shot from a distance and get the back focus right and then just go with it. But it was great. It, yeah, and he just comes into it. I, I love those West Coast Pacific beaches. They have that like super great look to them that East Coast beaches just don't have. I have a I have a little tidbit about this beach too, which I'll okay. tell you in just. I don't a know. Second. What, yeah, what beach was that? Like, so know. the gold coin becomes a piece of wood with the word Dane D A N E mm-hmm. written on it. And this is Stevie's son, Andy, and he runs off into her bedroom to show her. Which, um, by the way, and then goes back out to look for more stuff. How much do you want to live in that house they have on the water right there? That like is that. a beautiful house. <laughs> that, except, when yeah. the, except when the tsunami comes on the West Coast. Right. Then, <laughs> then you're not so happy to be there. So at this, at this scene, when he finds the driftwood, um, it is Goat Rock Beach in the background. Goat Rock Beach. Which was where also... Is, where is Goat Rock Beach? In the Goonies. Oh, that's the good Shot from the other side. Is that an Oregon beach then, Goat Rock Beach? Um, no, it's. I believe it's California. Is it? Okay, it is. Well, most of it's... Okay, I didn't know, but those I'm not sure, all, but I think it's California. Because Astoria... I mean, Oregon, where my aunt lives, is like, that's Goonies that was done there. So I'm, maybe, okay. it, maybe it is Oregon. I've, I've I mean, they're not... Of, it yeah, could why be would Oregon. They, that doesn't make any sense for them to do a Northern California production and grab one shot from one beach. That's yeah. Not worth, it's not worth all that. Well, I mean, or that's what they did in the Goonies, so. Yeah, whatever. They all, you know what? It's a great shot. It looks good. Yeah, but it's the other, oh, maybe one side is in California and one side is in Oregon. No, because <laughs> that would not geographically make any sense. Geographically, that doesn't make sense. It's kind of impossible, but yeah, anyway. Um, so. Yeah, but Goat. so that was that that beach. Goat Rock beach. The other side was in the last scene, the final scene of the Goonies. That's awesome. All right. So I loved that little tidbit. Um, That's cool. Yeah. So now Nick and Elizabeth are at the harbor, and Nick is looking for Al, who captained the seagrass, um, because they haven't come back. And uh, Nick decides he's going to ask Ashcroft to go out and look for Al. Um, and then we cut to Kathy Williams, who's Al's wife. Um, she's planning the hundredth anniversary party with her assistant, Sandy. Played by? Nancy Kyes. No, 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 not the assistant. Uh, the, the, Credited the at that time by Nancy, as Nancy Loomis. Yes. Married to Tommy or whatever. Oh, you're talking about Kathy Williams. Yeah, Kathy played is by... played by Janet Lee. Yes. Yes. Um, Kathy's played by Janet Lee and Sandy is played by Nancy Kyes, who was credited as Nancy Loomis. Met her, signed my poster too. Boom. Um, just like Dr. Loomis of the Halloween movies. That's right. I know the names are it's so interesting. 
So Nancy Loomis, you mentioned a little bit of this, but she was in, or Nancy Kyes, whichever, yeah. she was in four other Carpenter movies. She was mm-hmm. in Assault on Precinct 13 in 1976. Yep. Yep. I think so. That's right. Halloween, as you mentioned, in 1978. Annie. Halloween 2 mm-hmm. in 1981. As a dead person, yes. <laughs> and Halloween 3, Season of the Witch in 1982. Yep. There you go. So. And she's very nice. There we go. See her at any convention, say hello to her. She's very nice. Oh, very cool. Um, so yeah, Janet Lee and Nancy Kyes and are the are the actors in that scene. Yep. Actresses, whatever very, in very that cool. scene. Um, so then Stevie is driving to work at the lighthouse with the piece of driftwood in her car. And how amazing is that drive, by the way? Oh, and it's how scenic is beautiful. That? Like, um, I mean, really? That's the scenery right. in this whole thing is gorgeous. So I think you're going to get to where I was going to talk about, but keep going. So, so well, I was actually coming to that later. Okay. Okay. We'll wait. Um, while, so while Stevie is driving, she's flipping radio stations and we hear a report about the search for the seagrass. Yep. And they actually mention a sweep of south of south of Waitley Point and Arkham Reef. Now, Waitley and Arkham are references to H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah. Well, I always Arkham for me is always Arkham Asylum from Batman. <laughs> right. But it was H.P. Lovecraft yes. first. Yes, I think you're right. Yeah. So, yeah. Arkham Asylum. Um, and then now Elizabeth and Nick are on Ashcroft's boat and they're out with Ashcroft looking for the seagrass. Um, and then we cut back to Kathy telling Sandy that Al didn't come home last night. And it's, you know, Sandy's like, well, we both had weird things happen or last night around midnight, basically. It comes out that they both had something weird happen. That's the only part of this movie I, if I don't like necessarily. It seems like the fact that her husband is missing is not that big a deal for so. You know, does that cross I, you that way? Mm, she's kind of just like, eh, he didn't come home. Like, Well, what? later on, I think she's more concerned about it, but it she's still like soldiers like just, on. But yeah, yeah at this weird. point, she's not really too concerned, it seems like, yet. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Um, so Kathy and Sandy... Oh, sorry. So I um, I was about to skip a part of scene. Nick, Elizabeth, and Ashcroft, they, don't, they get to the seagrass. They don't find anyone on it, but all the glass in the ship is shattered, and there's like salt water and everything. Water's everywhere, yeah. Um... Even though the ship like has clearly hasn't like gone under. And didn't he um, say he like he just looked at the ship the other day or something too? I think so. Yeah, that right. he just looked at it. Yeah, and so there's salt water and everything. Um, and then Kathy and Sandy visit Father Malone at the church, and he shows them the journal, and he reads from it about a leper colony and a rich man at the colony named Blake asks to resettle the colony nearby, and he's bought a ship, the Elizabeth Dane, to sail there. And Father Patrick, the Father Malone from 1880, he and some other men plan to kill the lepers and use Blake's money to build a church and settle the colony. Now, this is where we get into the shipwreck that you, I think you were talking about that happened a long time ago. Okay. This plan, I was also going to say, though, can I, okay. can, I name the, can I add the Elizabeth Dane to my list of terrible names to name your ship that we've talked about? Yeah, don't name your ship the Elizabeth Dane. <laughs> so, so far we have the Nostromo, the Elizabeth Dane, and the Orca. <laughs> and the Orca, yeah. Yeah. So that's a that's a life pro tip, by the way, guys. Don't name your ship any of these three names. Whether it be Whatever a Whatever kind or of ship space... it may be. Yeah, boat, yeah. spacecraft. Don't name your car one of these names. How about this? Just don't name vehicles yeah. one of or these three names. <laughs> probably pets either. Yeah, just yeah. General. That's probably not a great idea either. No. Um. So the plan that they have to wreck the ship and then steal the money was based on an actual event that took place in 1800s uh, okay. near Goleta, California. G O L E T A. Don't know. Um. But it was called the. It was the wrecking of the Frolic. Was the name of the ship. The so frolic. this actually happened in the 1800s in California. Okay. Cool. Um. Well, or something cool that, very I like mean, it. Yeah. It's not cool. Interesting. That, yeah, sorry. I didn't want to confuse that. I'm I, not cool <laughs> that there was a shipwreck and people died, obviously. Right. Not cool that there was a purpose, purposeful shipwreck that, no, no, where people no. killed people to get I money. Don't condone, I, don't, I don't condone that, no. Not on this podcast. We do not condone murder. We, we, we condone murders on in movies that aren't real. Sure, sure. <laughs> but not, real, not real life murders. We don't condone no, that. No, we don't. 
let's keep our murders on screen where they belong. Entertainment purposes. So Nick and Elizabeth are talking while they wait for the Coast Guard. And Elizabeth is like saying that she's bad luck. And Nick is like, that's, you know, telling her that's silly, basically. And he tells her about his dad who found an empty brig once. Mm-hmm. And found mm. an 1867 gold doubloon on it. But when he got home, the the gold doubloon was gone. Mm. And then a dead man falls out of the wall onto Elizabeth and she screams. Yeah. Um, so this this something like this must have happened in 1867, right? When he Hey Matt, let's tell our six listeners, or are we up to seven now? I'm not sure, about our new recording buddy, Riverside FM the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Yep, Riverside FM lets you record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. And it's as easy to use as that meeting app everyone usually uses for recording, but has much higher quality audio and video. And they have a mobile app, so guests can connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for the final girl of recording platforms for podcasts, webinars, and other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. That's S-H-I-P-I-T to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Found the gold doubloon, but it disappeared. Um, Or at least something supernatural and weird he's telling her about. So then we cut to Father Malone, Kathy and Sandy are still at the church with him, and he's reading from the journal still. Sorry, yes. I just remembered the, <laughs> go, the ghost ship, the mystery ship, is the Flying Dutchman. That's yes! The, <laughs> the fly, okay, you said Elizabeth, and it threw me off. I think that no, Elizabeth— No, the Mary the Mary, Celeste. <laughs> the Mary Celeste. There you go, okay. But the famous one is the, um, the, flying, the flying Dutchman. Dutchman. And I think, if sailors, okay. I think if sailors see it, it's supposed to be like terrible luck, right, or something? Yeah, so I anyway. think so. Yeah. So Dutchman. Father Malone or, is still oh, for you Simpsons or, fans out there, the all you can eat seafood restaurant that Homer goes to is the Frying Dutchman. <laughs> the Frying Dutchman. Yep, it's got an all you can eat they they kicked Homer out once because he couldn't stop eating. He ate the whole thing. That's ridiculous. He, he ate the whole buffet. Yeah. I mean that the name is ridiculous. Him yes. eating the whole buffet, totally believable. Well, that's of course that's just Homer. Yeah. That's exactly. just Homer. But the name is ridiculous. Yep, Frying Dutchman. So um, Father Malone is still reading from the journal, and he it's, um, it says that on April 21st, 1880, the deed is done. The deed is done. A fog rolled in that helped them murder the lepers. And Father Malone, now Father Malone, our Father Malone, <laughs> says their 100th anniversary celebration is a sham, and they're honoring murderers, and he's upset. And then we cut to Stevie getting to the lighthouse. And here's where I was going to come into this. She has to walk down a really long flight of stairs on the cliffs to get to it. And then inside, she goes up to the studio and takes the driftwood that says Dane with her. So this lighthouse is. Okay. So, yeah. First of all, yeah. So the atmosphere, the the, the drive to this place, um, just the, uh, the whole setup of this, the, the walking down the stairs, the location mm-hmm. of it, the inside of it, it's like beautiful. Like I. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's Point Reyes Lighthouse is the name of it. Right. And it is north of San Francisco, north, actually north and west. It's on like It's in island. Marin County. I think it's on an actual island, and it's actually very far west um, okay. of San Francisco. It's out in the water. It's really out in the ocean. I mean, it's amazing out there. Um, and yeah, you can visit it. You can absolutely go visit it. Um, I've never made it out to that part of California, but that is a place on my list to visit because that is like... Like the romantic, yeah. like just oh, it's beautiful. Like I mean, I I just want to go sit. I want to go get like I just want to go sit there, you know, and just look and imagine watching. It's the a very melancholy sunset. beauty. Well, that's I mean, like I, I, lonesome and. Well, that's what I love. <laughs> I love yeah, that. it's it's very quiet. Beautiful. A, pl- a place to be at, yeah, nice and quiet, and you know, just be alone with your thoughts. Could you imagine watching the sunset from there? 
I mean, uh, oh my God. Over the water? Oh, oh yeah. Dude, I mean, just, yeah. So you, you couldn't think of a better, more beautiful place to to shoot something like that. I mean, just even, I mean, the inside has the, the spiral staircase inside mm-hmm, of the place. Mm-hmm. It's just such a cool place. So yeah, that is, um, I, mean, I love to visit movie locations. So this is definitely on my list at some point to go yeah. see. Yep. So, okay, the trivia I have is those stairs leading down to it have over 300 steps. Oh, it's got to be, right? Yeah. And they go down 900 feet, which is the equivalent yeah. of 25 yeah. stories. Yeah. Okay, that's like a skyscraper. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you better bring your sneakers with you. And sometimes they have to close because the winds there can reach up to 40 miles per hour. So, yeah, I was thinking about that, that that you get those that fog and that wind that yep. comes that must be treacherous out there. Sometimes they Heck. have to close those stairs. So I don't know how you deal with it if you can't go on the okay, – you must here, have here to, like, go. take a – take a boat to it or something so well it's up can you get up there is there a way to get up from the bottom i don't even know um is there is, is that a functioning lighthouse i don't know or is it um, i don't know if it's a still functioning lighthouse or not i should have looked that up so yeah that's the question because if it is it doesn't nowadays they can have automatic ones that have the lights set up on them they're timed yeah. basically yeah but i mean lighthouse keepers don't exist anymore really but um i'm curious if it is still but yeah Beautiful place. I really want to go see it. Yeah, really I would love to see it. It's it's really gorgeous. Um, yeah, I'm gonna start fans. Listen, I'm gonna start a GoFundMe for us. Yes, fly fly Tara and I out there first class, of course, <laughs> to to San Francisco, so that we can then and then pay for our car rental and our hotel. Right, right. So we can go drive to the um, place, check it out, take a photo. We'll send it back to you. And then we need a sugar class. daddy. We, and then first class tickets back, of course. So. Our podcast needs a sugar daddy. Who volunteers? Let us know if we're in. I'd like to stay at a Hilton. I have Hilton Honors points I'd like to use, possibly. So let's just make that happen. Oh, okay. There we go. Yeah. Um, so, so back at the church, they realized that everything happened at the same time the murderers met 100 years ago. Like all the weird stuff that happened that on the 20th, on the night before, happened 100 years after the murderers met. And so... Um, uh, Father Malone says they're all cursed. And then at the radio station, she's she's like working and water starts to well up in the like carving on the driftwood and mm-hmm. drip down yeah. onto some tapes. And then instead of saying Dane, it says six must die and bursts mm. into flames. Yeah. And Stevie grabs a um, fire extinguisher and puts the fire out. And then it, by then, like it just says Dane again. Steve calls her son. Stevie calls her son Andy and asks about the driftwood. Right. And um and then tells him not to pick up anything else on the beach and not okay. to leave the house tonight and, and stay home with her babysitter to come. Yeah, stay home with the babysitter. Yeah. And she get it's like an older lady is his babysitter and she stays gets off the phone starts her broadcast and then at her house, Andy and the babysitter notice fog out on the sea. Mm-hmm. And now Nick and Elizabeth are with um the coroner and they're doing an autopsy on the guy who they found in the boat. Yep. And the uh, coroner tells Nick the guy's lungs are filled with salt water and they're coroner, silt under his fingernails and his coroner, wounds are covered in algae. Hmm? Coroner, by the way, the doctor's name, the character, Dr. Yeah. Fibes. Yes, yes, Dr. Fibes. After the abominable Dr. Fibes. Yes, yes, that. yes that's right. <laughs> Clever little. Yes, I almost forgot that one. Um, so his wounds are covered in algae. They're silt under his fingernails. His lungs are filled with salt water. But he he hadn't been in the water. Like, so... Mm-hmm. He drowned without being in the actually being in the water himself. And then they leave Elizabeth alone um, while they're talking outside. She's left alone with the corpse. And the table sort of start next to the corpse sort of starts shaking. And then the body starts Uh, moving and it grabs a scalpel and it stands up and it creeps up behind Elizabeth and falls just before it reaches her. Doesn't that something like that happen in like Day of the Dead or something like that? Some scene similar to that? Probably because zombie, it seems comes, like a zombie type thing, which would have um, happened later, which they would have stolen from this movie. Well, so. and well, actually, this is another scene that they added after the fact, after they made the movie, uh, okay. which I think is why it seems so like out of place and weird. I don't know. I'm, I, I like it. I think it's. I think, it's I, cool. I think it's a cool scene. I like it. Like it's cool, but. I'm not sh- – there's, like, no other instance of, like, the dead getting back up 
Yeah, isolated kind of thing. Okay, and doing stuff. So it's kind of like a weird. It's it sticks out to me as a weird hmm. thing that happens that doesn't really fit the rest of the movie logic. Okay, I, I can see that. Yeah. Sure. So Nick and the doctor run in, and then on the ground, the corpse has scratched into the ground the number three. Yep. Um, and then at the park, um, it's now like getting towards evening, I guess. And the park, the mayor is giving his speech, and inside of the bar, like, I guess it's a park. They're like outdoors, but then yeah. close by, there's a bar. And the sheriff tells Kathy that they're looking for her husband and the other missing man. And Kathy, like, pulls herself together and goes out to speak, and Sandy follows her out. And Nick and Elizabeth sit at the bar, and then Nick calls the radio station to ask about the fog. And Stevie says she saw it last night, and it was glowing and moving opposite the wind. And Stevie tells Nick about the driftwood. Um, and then Dan the Weatherman, we see him get to work. We finally see Dan the Weatherman. <laughs> We've only really heard him up until now, I think. So he gets to work at the weather station and he calls Stevie and tells her another fog bank is coming in and it should be at the weather station in like 10 or 15 minutes. And Nick is now driving home with Elizabeth, but he turns around after Stevie announces on the radio that the fog is heading for the weather station. Is it is it KBAS? Is that it? It's K KBA something? No, I don't know. I can't. I know. I feel like I should know this. Hmm. Oh, one cool thing. I'll point this out. I have no evidence of this, but watching this movie enough, I, I am fairly confident. Um, there's that. Is it later or when she's driving? Um, it's just on loop, and it's that um, voice that just keeps repeating, KBA whatever, um, something time, and it's that man's voice that keeps doing it. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am positive. <laughs> That is the voice of the guy doing the horror movie marathon in Halloween. Remember when they're watching the movies over the with their babysitting? Oh. It's the voice that comes on now for the terrifying conclusion of. Oh, that's. The, oh, I hope it is. That's cool. The thing. Yeah, you know, throughout that movie, when they're watching the movies over at the Doyle house and the wall, the the, the, the movie's playing, and you yeah, keep hearing yeah. that one voice saying, "You know, now back to our creature." I'm pretty sure that's the exact same voice. Remember, listeners, how Matt said he wasn't going to quote Halloween again. Oh, did I say it? Okay. There you go. Boom. Gotcha. I don't care that you quoted Halloween. I just have to give you shit That's for funny. it. Because even... you said, right. no, no, I'm done. I'm not going to quote it anymore. And I Fair knew enough. you would at least one more Fair time. Enough. All right. You know what? Let's see. Maybe I well, I can't say maybe. Well, we'll see. I might quote it again. Just never say never. Um, I can never say never. No. Yeah. You're right. So uh, Nick and Elizabeth were driving home. They've now turned around because Stevie's announced that the radio on the radio that the fog is heading for the weather station. So Dan is still on the phone um, with Stevie and he goes to check the window because he sees a light out there. And then someone starts knocking at the door and Stevie tries to get him not to open the door, but he does. And of course, he gets stabbed in the neck with a hook and Stevie hears it all. All the fog and it's spooky and scary. And yeah, it's a creepy scene yeah it's really spooky um and then she goes on the air because she's just heard this happen so she goes on the air and she asks for the sheriff to contact her at the radio station immediately and someone lets him know like while he's on stage at the 100th anniversary ceremony and he goes inside to the bar and calls her but then all the phone lines go out like right as they start talking the power blast and everything everything yeah yeah and then the town's generator goes out and everyone out there is left in the dark. Yeah. And Stevie is watching this glowing fog roll in. So she runs outside and she starts her small generator. And, um, and then Nick and Elizabeth, meanwhile, they show up at the weather station and the door is open and it's empty. Yep. And at Stevie's house, all the lights are out too, right? And Andy's babysitter sees the fog rolling up to the house. So she tells Andy to help her get all the windows closed. And Stevie is now like over the air on the radio, screaming for them to get out of the house yeah, and run. Right. And the babysitter tells Andy, go to his room. And she opens the front door. And he closes his bedroom door just as she gets grabbed by one of the like, shadowy like figures. Like the timing, like the edit is, is like really well done, right? It's like perfect. It's like literally yeah. as he's slamming the door closed, she's getting grabbed. Yeah. 
Oh, that's um, a good job. It's a good job of cutting that together. Oh yeah, it's yeah, it's really paced well. And then she, then there's knocking yeah. on his bedroom door. Um, and so we cut to Nick and Elizabeth heading to Stevie's house because they can hear her screaming on the yeah. radio. And so they're heading to her house to help as the figure starts to pry open Andy's bedroom door, like with its hook. It's like, mm, it's pretty cool. It's yeah. It's like, it's like you never really, you, you never cutting really see the who wood these out, like, creatures or whatever they are, but yeah, they're very menacing. They're very scary. They're extremely and... menacing. And they have that, like, they have like, they're, they're clearly wearing like a, a big, like, like a rain, like a raincoat, like a, a, a slicker. Yeah. A slicker. And then they have those, like, the, like, hat. Yep. yep. Um, it's the rain. Yeah, it's the rain. It's like the fisherman outfit. Yeah. yeah, they have the fisherman outfit. But that the silhouette is, like, enough that you're, like, you know yeah. they're fishermen, but the silhouette you can't is very see cool. anything yeah. else. It's always silhouette. Yeah. It's done very well. Um, So the figure is, like, trying to pry open Andy's bedroom door. And, like, it's almost through. And Nick breaks a window in the bedroom and pulls Andy out. And when they get back to the car, it's stuck in the mud. Yep. And all these men with hooks are, like, closing in. But Elizabeth finally gets the car into reverse, and they just peel out. Yep. And then we hear Stevie over the radio telling Andy she's sorry she couldn't come for him, but she has to stay there. Um, and then she reports the fog is moving inland away from the beach towards the bay. Now, pretty as sure she's... My- I'm pretty sure if my son was dying, I wouldn't need to stay there. I'm pretty sure I would need to go yeah, I, and so, save my kid. <laughs> here's how I rationalize I mean, this. I, I here's know. how I rationalize this. I'm just being stupid. I rationalized it by she's probably too far away to get to him quickly enough. No, I know. I, and I, I, so I'm, she I'm, thinks his best chance is her telling people. I know. I know. I'm just that that line is just like no, but I thought about it. Like I had to rational. I was like, no, no, no. no. It's got to be because of this. Like, right. I understand. I understand. I'm just because I thought the same thing. Where I was like, I was like, uh, no, you just go for your son. Then I was like, no, but she is pretty far away. Like we saw her driving. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's it's not down the street. So she's now reporting on the fog and where it's headed. And she's as she's telling people where the fog is. So she mentions um, Russellville Road and Small House Road. And these, we'll see if you know this trivia. Do you know where they are? Russellville and Small, no. They are two main roads in Bowling Green, Kentucky, where John Carpenter grew up. Which, of course, he names the, uh, oh, no, I'm not going to say it because I'm not going to quote that movie. You can quote it. Remember at the end he quotes the music in Halloween as being done by um um uh the, oh, the bowling, bowling green, green uh Philharmonic yeah. Symphony. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so um okay, so now Elizabeth, Nick, and Andy are confronted with fog as they drive through the town and they turn around, and then the same thing happens to Kathy and Sandy, they have to turn around too. So basically the fog is just like like shrinking down the areas where people can safely be. Mm-hmm. And Stevie is telling everyone on the radio if they can get out, if they can to get out of town and go to the old church on Beacon Hill. She says it's the only place left to go. So Elizabeth, Nick, Andy, Kathy, and Sandy get there, and Father Malone says there's nowhere to hide. It'll find us. Nowhere. Um, but they so get inside the church anyways. <laughs> never want to hear that. Yeah, right? No, there's nowhere to hide. It's going to find us. Uh, Father Malone is really, really depressing in this movie. Like, he is uh, such a he's, pessimist. He's a drunk, too, I think, isn't he? Isn't he getting all liquored up in that first scene? I think he starts getting liquored up after he finds the... Is he well, already it, getting liquored up in the very beginning? that first scene where John Carpenter is playing the handyman and he comes in? Isn't he just, like, already hitting the bottle? Maybe. I think he is, Yeah. I didn't notice it in the first scene. I noticed it after he found the journal and started reading the journal, but maybe he is already drinking. I'm telling you. So he's already an alcoholic, I guess. Um, real booze hound. Yeah, he's a real, real booze hound. Um, not an alcoholic, just likes to drop a drink. Yeah, it's fine. Um, so he says that I can no- stop whenever I want. <laughs> stop whenever I want. <laughs> so, so meanwhile, at the radio station. Fog starts to roll down the cliffs and it's like engulfing the lighthouse. 
And then um, back at the church, Nick runs out of the church study to get the journal, thinking that maybe something in it will help. And fog is, at the same time, fog is seeping under the doors into the radio station. It's awesome. And And then at the church, they learn from the journal that Father Patrick had stolen the money from the other co-conspirators. Yeah. So um, in the lighthouse, Stevie tries to keep a man with a hook out, but the door breaks down, like the downstairs door. So she goes back upstairs at that spiral staircase and closes the door to the studio. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they get the gold at the church. They get the gold cross off the wall because they figure it must be the stolen gold. And father Malone goes out into the chapel with the cross while everyone else fights to keep the men with the hooks out of the church study where they've all been hiding. And father Malone shouts, Blake, I have your gold. And he tries to give it back. And he says, and then he says, like, he's the sixth and they should take him because they'd said, you know, six must die. And they've counted up already and found that there were already five dead. So he's like, I'm the sixth. You should take me. Um, Because it was his grandfather who, who did everything. His grandfather was Father Patrick. And then the one man with a, with a sword instead of a hook comes forward. And this is Blake. Now, do you know about the sword that Blake carries? This is pretty interesting. Uh, I don't believe so. Is it as cool as the sword that we talked about, the Native American sword that we couldn't pronounce? That one I don't time? know if it's quite as cool as that because that's pretty like. What was the name that's of it? Or really how old. Did you try to say it, or do you even remember? That was so awesome. I don't even remember. I just remember that it was a bunch of words that you couldn't random pronounce. syllables that I yes. could barely get out of my mouth. Well, it was awesome. Um, but anyway, tell me about the sword so from the fog. So this sword. That Blake carries. It's a pattern 1796 light cavalry saber with an iron scabbard. And is that spelled saber S A B R E? It is. Ah, At least it least it was in the in the note that I found about it. Very good. Um, So these were produced between 1976 and 1821. Um, Between 1976 and 1821. Yeah. That so, doesn't make any sense. Oh, no, 1796. Sorry, <laughs> okay, 1796 and 1821. Gotcha. That makes a little more sense. Sorry. And they were designed by Brigade Major John Lamarchand and Lamarchand. Birmingham sword cutler Henry Osborne. So there you okay. go. I like it's your a sword um, what's, what's with the, history. What's the term? Armory? Is that the right word for that kind the of stuff? Armory. No, is it, or is that for guns, I guess? No, I think it could still be an armory. Okay. I know there's like a phrase for, for things like, yeah, weapons and swords is an armory or something. I don't know. All I right. think it That's awesome. an armory. Very cool. Um, so now Kathy climbs out on the lighthouse roof and the the fog hook men follow her and she's like Planks fighting the them of off. Of yeah, that's awesome. And then in the church, Blake takes hold of the gold cross, right? The, the ghost of Blake yeah. takes hold of the gold cross and it like lights up. And Nick yeah. runs out and pulls Father Malone away. And there's an explosion in the church and, like, everything's over. It's all Just over. everything ends. The fog recedes from ba- so from think. town back out over the water. And, like, so Stevie's on top of the lighthouse. The fog slowly disappears. Now, for that scene, the crew, like, figured out they couldn't get the fog to roll out. We do it in reverse. Rewind so they did it in reverse. Yeah. That's easy. Because That's they easy. could only get the fog to roll in. So yeah. she had That's to like. What rewind is for. She had to like scrabble <laughs> in reverse. Yeah. Which, that, that's a little more difficult, but yeah, not really. But it's actually, yeah, it's pretty simple to do. Yeah. So she gets yeah. inside back into the studio and says like, I don't know what happened tonight. And basically <laughs> says, if I it wasn't died. a dream, <laughs> it could come again. Yeah. Scary. And everyone leaves the church. And then when Father Malone is alone, more fog shows under the door and a figure whacks his head off with a sword. Well, remember, doesn't he? He's also contemplating. He's wondering why only five people got killed, right? I don't know. I mean, I don't remember him yeah. saying anything. I think he's yeah, just he's, there he's alone. Kinda like, he's kind of mumbling about like, well, there was supposed to be six or why was there only five? Okay. And yeah. Then so dude, and then dude shows up and says, off with your head. So there you go. He was six. Um, he was six. That's he it. Was and then six. boom, it ends. Yep. And so, that's and that's the end. And this movie cost, end. we talked about him using Panavision to make it seem less low budget. I'm sure. It cost a little over a million dollars. 
All right. And this was 40 years ago. So the advertising still was three times that much. No kidding. Are you serious? And apparently they even set up fog machines like in theaters. That's pretty interesting. That's awesome. I'd love to go see that movie with the fog machine. Ooh, they should re-release. Oh my God. That'd be amazing. A re-release like during Halloween. Oh my God. Oh wow. Okay. Well, that was exciting. I, I, I am a big fan of this movie. I really enjoy it. Um, I think it's so cool. Like, it's just spooky. You know, the, the story's pretty simple, right? Mm-hmm. 100-year-old Kirk. You know I think what it I makes saw me this, think of? Oh, I think you I saw, saw the same subject matter in Garfield's Halloween, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> 100-year-old pirate comes back. But anyway. Uh-oh. Yeah, the uh, story's simple, but it's spooky. You know, Carpenter's great. He's so good. Um, this little, like, quaint little seaside town you know because there are real places like you know like carmel by the sea yeah these yeah. northern california little towns they really exist and oh yeah little towns with a little main street like um you've seen an arachnophobia that's supposed to be like on a farm but i think it's a little seaside town where they shot this stuff these places are amazing and they're there's a lot of them they're out there yeah. and um you know the scenery is beautiful that helps a lot um he's just really good at what he does it's a spooky movie the music's great again because he does great music too. Um, it's a win-win. I mean, I, 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 he's one of my favorites, like I always say. Um, this is a great movie. I, so, I, I enjoy it. weirdly, I had seen this before. And okay. when I watched it again, I was surprised because I had convinced myself that it was based on a Stephen King story. And well, I think that's because... But, but it's got this... There's a Stephen King book and a movie which There's is great. There's the mist, the yes, but but this has this sort of this small town homey Stephen, feel very main, to it. It has yes. a very right. Stephen King feel, even it though it is you know not what, Stephen right. King. It's, there would have been more. There would have been more detail about about the characters if it was Stephen King. I think he loves so. His characters, but you're right. It does. You're right. I never actually even really thought about that. Yeah, it's point. got a very Stephen King feel, which maybe part of it was my brain thinking, like connecting it to the mist too. But like, okay. it definitely feels. That's cool. Like I that. never even, I never even really thought about that. The, That's really the sort of um, innocence to it. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, at least I mean, you know. Why you know this is a crazy thing that's happening to people for no reason, right? So yeah, right, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I can see that. It's a great movie. Um, real quick, the sequel. Mm-hmm. From what I understand, Carpenter was a producer on it. it I'm sorry, it's a terrible movie. Huh. Um, it's not wait good. the sequel or the remake. Sorry, did I say sequel? I'm yeah, sorry. the the I, remake. I'm sorry, remake. My 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 fault. Uh, remake. It's not good. Um, it's just it's just not good. Um, I think it has. Selma Blair, who I kind of have a crush on. She oh, was I in it. Oh, I do love Selma Blair, though. She's maybe like the saving grace of it, but not even really because it's not very good. So is but she yeah. the Stevie character? Uh, I believe she plays the DJ. Okay, yes. that I, makes sense. I, I saw it when it came out, which is like 15 years ago. Yeah, I, I no never desire. saw the remake. You're not missing anything. It was produced by John Carpenter and Deborah Hill again, Like, And that's that's where I'm like so upset that it's just not any good because, damn, that's too bad. Um, I mean, if you want to watch it, find 90 minutes of your time to never get back. But. I'd usually rather watch the original of a movie anyways. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So yeah, it, it, it it's definitely one of those remakes that um, when I was done with it, I said, this was not, <laughs> not good. So, but yeah, out there original. Yes. Please watch. Great. Really good stuff. Yeah. I honestly, I think it's a little bit of a cheesy movie, but I do still love it. I think if you do nothing else, if you, even if you don't watch it, it, I don't know if it is, try to just YouTube that opening scene, really, with the ghost story. I mean, that by itself is the like... The ghost story is great. That, that's just so great. I mean, watching that... And all the so kids great. when he's like, and they come looking for the campfire that... Yeah. And that, they came, you know, led them to their doom. And he five, and the kids are like... They're so... I know. I love the shots back and forth. Their just eyes go wide. Yeah. Five minutes for midnight time for one more story. And he just... Yeah, he sees yeah. so good. Yeah, no, I love it. It's, it's it, yeah, yeah. It's simple. It's cheap. That's what Carp. I mean, look at you know Halloween made for nothing. Carpenter was yep. making these movies for nothing, and you know because the little things he does, you know your aspect ratio, your things like that, it, it makes a huge difference. It's yeah, so good. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. He, he's, 
he's a master at his craft. Well, and, and that, the cinematography, important. you mentioned a few things. The cinematography oh, really elevates Dean, it too. Dean Cundy. Mm-hmm. The, the cinematography for this, he did Halloween cinema. He did that. So okay, also, okay. Yeah, Carpenter works with all these people. He's like Rob Zombie. He brings the same folks back all the time to do his stuff. Yep. So it's very cool. Yeah, and he he gets good people for it. Yeah, he, yes, he does. He really does. Yep. Um. So up next, a little indie film called Resolution. Resolution. Yeah, that I don't think Matt has seen yet, but that I really like. Certainly am not aware of it. I know about New Year's resolutions, but I don't know about this. <laughs> nope. It's just called resolution. Okay. It doesn't have anything to do with New Year's. Um, okay. I don't think. I'm pretty sure if I remember okay. correctly. We'll find out. So, yeah. But we'll we'll be doing that next time. In a couple of weeks, you'll, he- you'll, uh, you'll hear that. And uh, in the meantime, please remember to subscribe or follow the podcast. Rate and review us on iTunes or, excuse me, on Apple Podcasts, as it's now called, and has been for like a year or two, and I just can't get it right, or wherever you're listening so more people can find us. And don't forget to send us your movie suggestions, your thoughts on the movies we've watched so far, whatever else you want to tell us about. Stuff. At at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Scary Movie Project. Peace out. Buenos noches. The Scary Movie Project podcast is produced by Tara Garwood and Matt Lulich. Learn more at thescarymovieproject.com. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason, and this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.